When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 120 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me on my porch, Charles Hedden. How you doing, buddy? With the crickets, Joe. Uh, and, and cicadas. <laughs> and the cicadas. And the cicadas. <laughs> and we're also joined by Joe. Yeah, Joe's here. In the yeah, summer. Joe, so yes. Joe and Joe. Joe and Joe. Joe and Joseph. Damn it, Joe, you weren't supposed to talk yet. Uh, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know how this works. So we have, we got, we got Chuck. We got Joe Headland, and then we have Joe Marcello. Sounds like you forgot my name for their friends. <laughs> I kept wanting to call you Marcello because we were joking it's about the same it. Thing. So I recollect. wanted to make sure I actually got it correct. Yeah, Thank, I appreciate it. The Marcello. So what's going on, boys? What's happening? We are on the porch. It's a beautiful night, by it the way. It's a beautiful Very night. Very nice. Yeah, not bad. I got the long sleeve alpine. I could tour my bottom land. I thought it was going to be a while before I could put this Ooh, on again. I got the long sick. sleeve summit going on. What's up? Is that like a pin hoodie brand you you're wearing right there? No, what just is... just mossy oak. Oh, okay, okay. I did, I couldn't see what those are. Show that looks like it's a mossy oak gamekeepers. Yeah, this is what it is. Yep. Okay. So you can see Pretty it good. clearly from your angle. I can't see. Yeah, I just see a brown patch like. on his shoulder. Yeah. Listen, I'm a big fan of the bottom lands. By the way, no, it's I am. It's the best. I really am. <laughs> When it comes to turkey hunting, I mean, bottomlands is the way to go. I do, I do yeah. like it, but you know, the OG real trees sick. Don't get me wrong, or some other camo patterns that we, you know, are I know. affiliated with. Listen, the summit, <laughs> obviously, obviously, I wear pretty much actually the uh, mountain stealth from Scree because yeah. that's what I have right. and light season stuff. But I also have a couple summit pieces that work really well. Word, word. But the bottomlands, my vest is in bottomlands, and I dig it. 
I think it's the best camo you can get for it. turkey season. Yeah. I mean, I used to wear Obsession. Sometimes I still will later in the season when things green up, but I just, I'll wear Bottomland as long as I can. See, I'm not an Obsession fan at all, but the Bottomlands is probably the only mossy oak that I will ever wear. It's because you're not obsessed. You're just distracted. Um, you know, we were a real tree family at one point and another. If you remember, we used to be a real tree family. Yeah, they let us down. Scree picked us up, coddled us like little babies, and set us back on on little. So well, that one—that's the summit. This is the summit. That's I like the, that one the best. I think ooh, I'm wearing kind of the mountain stealth. They don't sell this anymore. Good like, this tits, too. They look kind of pretty similar to Sitka. Ew. Yeah. That's a bad word. Just saying. You're going to edit this out, so that's out. cool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. no. <laughs> it's good. But let's let's go into our – let's take care of some business real quick. and then we'll, Oh, yeah. And then we'll hop into the fun. Yeah, games. we can do that. Yeah. Speaking of Scree. Yeah. You know, ScreeGear.com. You can go visit. Check them out. They got a lot of good stuff right now on the outlet. For sale, speaking of the Mountain Stealth pattern, 50% off. Solid colors are coming. Go yes. look at the ptarmigan jackets on sale right now in the Mountain Stealth. Awesome. That's right. Awesome piece. We just, you know, last episode, you would have heard the owner, Mike Nielsen, who we had on and talked about all the great products to come. Check them out. Next on the list, VIP archery. Oh, my goodness, guys. The best broadheads in the game, hands down. Every deer that I've shot with them have been brutal. Absolutely blood brutal. Bloodbath. Like Freddy Krueger blood. <laughs> Pretty bad. And last but not least... We have out on the lip manufacturing. Our boy Matt Garris, man. Yes, sir. Still doing it. Just still just still being a homie. Always creating the best of the best when it comes to mobile and, and fixed. I mean, he's got some fixed stands as well, but he is the mobile guru guy. Yeah. If you need sticks, stands, platforms, camera arms, any of that fun stuff. He's the man. Go check him out. And that's it. Yeah. Pretty simple. Yeah, pretty simple. If you could head out there and like do us a humongous favor and give us a five star review on iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or you know anywhere you guys listen to this podcast, it'd be greatly appreciated. On top of that, if you want to head over to our link tree and find our Patreon, if you feel like supporting this podcast, you can do so. And while you're on the link tree, go over to our shoot page. We got a shoot going on August thirteenth. That's coming up quick here. Very quick. Possum Hollowed and Wampum PA. It's going to be awesome. Listen, when this thing drops, it's going to be like the weekend of. Yeah, dude. So you guys only got a couple days to get your shit together and get down to Possum Hollow and shoot some marrows and have some fun. Be awesome. That's all I got, man. Okay. We had to get that out of the way there, Joe. We did. That's all right. That's all right. You ever wonder why it's not, <laughs> not pronounced O-Possum? Just by the way it's spelled, you know what I mean? Sometimes awesome. I like to say that. Yeah, but it's spelled opossum. It, it's opsum. Opsum? Opsum. Yeah, but... Opsum hollow. I think what happened was when possum came and knocking, that <laughs> someone knocked the O out of him. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. That was terrible. I didn't read yeah. that in the book. It's a good book. <laughs> you have any kids? <laughs> Where's that joke coming from? It's <laughs> terrible, dude. <laughs> Joe Marcello. Where you from, brother? Monaco, Pennsylvania. Oh. Tribe for life. Okay. All right. All right. Man, a, a valley boy, huh? Yeah. Monaco. Monica. It's not how that's pronounced. No, it's not, but most people call it that. Monica. So, you, I mean, there's got to be something in the water down there. Is that why you have three lakes? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, no filter can handle it. Yeah. Yeah. Monaco's a tough place, man. Pretty hard. And I'm sorry I made fun of you earlier. Don't don't pull a gun or anything. Yeah, well, that's all right. You're it's not a new hope castle. I just never become terminally ill because you're on the list. <laughs> Did you write my name on the wall with lipstick? <laughs> Man, I'm glad I called that guy. 
shit. We have very similar taste in movies. I yeah. like you a lot. It's good. <laughs> Listen, though, Manaka, I mean, do you hunt in that area? Uh, yeah, it's a little bit. I don't um, give any specifics <clears throat> away, but that is the land of some big deer. There is a lot of big deer around there. Um, I do. So, yeah, without telling you anymore, I'm going to give it away. So, yeah, I do hunt around there. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, 15, 20 minutes from the house, that general area, roughly. Okay. You want me to tell you exactly where we hunt? Um, you can if you want. <laughs> Let me get my phone out real quick. Yeah, you got that. You got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, so you yeah, got, you got can you give me New GPS York, coordinates? Or? Pennsylvania, West Virginia. Right, right in the middle there? Right on the panhandle. That's where we hunt. Where New York meets <laughs> West Virginia? Yeah. Where New York meets West right Virginia? Right on the panhandle, so right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's exactly where. Mm. If you go there, you'll find all kinds of deer. Okay. Feel yeah. free to use that in the future when people ask. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll yeah. do that. Yeah. yeah. Just tell I'll them, yeah, right it. there where they touch. That's where you hunt. Yeah. Yep. Tri state area. That's why it's called that, right? Exactly. Yep. It's good. Drop me a couple drop me a couple pins. I got yeah. you, bro. Yeah. I got you. Right around Monaco. Monica. Yeah. She sounds hot. <laughs> I have a girlfriend. Is, uh, I gotta be careful. She'll listen to this. She curvy. <laughs> what is Monaco? Is that a... Uh, 2B, or is that 2A? 2B. 2B? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Most of my deer hunting is 2B, 2A. And then I go up north for uh, rifle season, Pima tuning. It's 1A. Oh, Pima. Pima's 1A. Yep. 1A is good all the way up, man. It does. It's big. Yeah. Damn. I didn't know Pima tuning was still 1A. There's a lot of deer in that area. It's like, it's split. I think like one side of the lake's 1A and the other side. I don't even know what it is because I never bother with it. But. Yeah, I think you're is there right. Is a lot absolutely. of big deer up there? Or is it just a lot of deer? I did hunt up there archery a couple of years ago in like a terrible rain and windstorm with my brother. And I had a really nice buck. He's probably like for that area or for my standards at least. He was probably like 125, maybe pushing 130. And he came, those came right underneath of us. He was falling behind them, you know, milling around. And he had his head down working a scrape while well, he had his head down. They just wandered off. He pulled his head up, panicked because he couldn't see them. Instead of walking under a tree, he decided to sprint under a tree and wouldn't stop. So, But that's my only experience with a big deer up there. And I also found some really nice rubs last year in uh, rifle season, walking, doing some scouting. So I'm going to go up there and hunt around that same area this uh, during the rut this year. My brother, we're going to take the week off and go up there. Solid, man. I like Seems it. like some areas produce monsters like constantly oh yeah. and then other areas if you see a buck of any size you're like where did that even come from yeah. you know oh yeah well so. i told you about that place me and my brother were hunting in uh ohio where within two years back to back days actually i shot a 130 and the day after he shot a 150 on november 3rd 3rd and 4th and then the year after on november 4th he shot on 172 out of the same tree yeah. it was just see? and then we got ki- and then we got kicked off the property good yeah. god yeah because we shot someone's quote deer ah they, you know, they owned it guys. i guess even yeah. though it didn't you know you'll get collar that. on it you'll get that that yeah. is such an ugly attitude yep, yeah that really stung so he's gonna listen to this and just want you to know that it's all your fault <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you think that people listen to this. <laughs> you talking about your brother? I'm talking about my brother. It's yeah, 100% your fault. It's his fault because he shot the big deer. He shot the deer. He shot the big deer, and we got kicked off. Yeah. If I would have shot it, he wouldn't have ran that way. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, some oh, people man. got upset with me when, yeah, I shot my, story. when I shot my 160. Some people got pretty butthurt yeah. about it. Thankfully, not the uh, landowner. Yeah. Who will never know. Yeah. 
That's Unless he true. listens to this podcast now. He Probably. might. This is kind of incriminating. You might have to edit this out. Isn't he? Uh, <laughs> he's like 4 million years old. No, he's like 38. Oh, I thought it was the Crypt Keeper's dad. Uh, he's like 38 years old. Oh, okay. It's been a yeah. hard 38 years, huh? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> a couple times. Like a good hunter, though, they're happy for people that, you know, succeed. Yeah. Even if it's your deer. Right. You know, yeah, just Charles killed my deer last year. I killed his deer Whoa. last year. Oh, here we go. <laughs> and we were both ecstatic for each other, you know. Although we are brothers, but I was still butt hurt. But yeah, yeah, I was gonna say that's just totally. I mean, I was butt hurt. Yes, yeah, somebody's definitely upset. They just <laughs> lied and smiled. <laughs> they were both great deer. Yeah, I don't but know why you guys the, are arguing. No, here's the thing: good hunters. I was happy when I threw like, darts at his face on the. <laughs> yeah, you got a picture of him <laughs> there on your door. Yeah, I got good, one of those. Good too. hunters aren't the ones giving you permission to hunt those areas, though. You know what I mean? Like he said, like the people that kick you off, they they aren't. You know, they're not hunters per se, or good hunters if they're letting you hunt their land, are they? I mean, I don't know. They if could, they if could I be. owned a bunch of property and somebody came to my door and asked me to hunt, I would be respectfully tell them, I'm sorry, no. Piss <laughs> off. Right? Yeah. I guess it would depend and on never, how they approach. Don't let them ever let me see you again. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I respectfully yeah. tell you to get off my property. <laughs> well, I mean, you guys know how hard it is to find, yeah. you know, a good spot, let alone if you purchase it from working you know hard for years and you get your own property that's your piece of heaven that you want to enjoy you don't want anyone infringing on it like family yeah. a few friends but you're not going to let just some average joe walk in you know what i mean we don't want you around here dirt <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we we have been pretty fortunate with our landowners. I mean, they've been pretty great. One guy is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he's he's the greatest human on earth, um, and he wants us to kill deer, so that's a good thing. But you know, it, it's tough finding good places. It really is. I oh mean, yeah, you got to hold on to them. That's like gold, and it is cool. Like you're saying, like the people you you meet just through hunting. Like I've made some great friendships. Like there's a a couple in Ohio that I just called them a couple weeks ago. It's like a second set of grandparents just to see how they were doing. You know what I mean? And That's they awesome. were super excited to hear from me. And he taught me how to make wine. I mean, my pap used to make it for years, but I was like a child. So I don't remember, you know what I mean? Like, so I wish he would have been able to teach me. And when the time it was for me to learn, he wasn't really able to do it, but this guy taught me how to do it. And we're pretty close and He's also a retired electrician, which was cool. So we had a lot in common. That's awesome. Man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's early on in this podcast, but when you started off, like a couple guys that, you know, a couple, I heard you start talking. I thought you were going to mention us, like we were going to be your friends, but. Well, that's yet to be determined. It's <laughs> cool. Don't worry about it. We're just sitting here letting you drink our beers. And- yeah. <laughs> I don't have to pay for these, right? <laughs> we're just yeah. putting you on, we're putting them on your tab. We'll yeah. see how this one ends. Okay. Yeah. So next time I decide to go pee, I might just get in my truck and leave. <laughs> run out on the That's very tough of you. You're right. At, damn right it is. <laughs> Shouldn't know what you're getting yourself into. No, oh. <laughs> sir. <laughs> I know where you live. <laughs> this is a good one. <laughs> oh man! I thought you had a question there, Austin. Before I do. I interrupted I you. I do. It's okay. It's okay. I just wanted to take it back just a little bit. I want okay. to go back to like. You know, baby Joe. Mm. Not Joey over here. Baby Joe. I want to see. <laughs> Joey is a baby kangaroo. You know what? They are. They're also marsupials. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know that. Marcellos. <laughs> Marcellios. 
off the rails. <laughs> I like it. I like it. It's good. This is off the rail, but I like it too. <laughs> it's, it's real good. So, do you know what else is a marsupial? An opossum. An opossum. <laughs> Full circle. What was your Christopher, uh, what Christopher was your Walken once said that uh, Frankenstein never scared him, but marsupials do. <laughs> okay. I, I, I like it. Now, anything Christopher Walken says, I'm going to take to heart. You're talking he, about man all wrong. Stab me in the face with a soldering iron. Your tone is all wrong. <laughs> Say it again. I stab you in the face with a soldering iron. <laughs> Did <laughs> your mother sew? <laughs> Did you clip that for our soundboard? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Christopher Walken just walked in. <laughs> Can you clip that for the soundboard? No, I'm gonna need uh, oh. I'm gonna need Christopher Walken to do a commercial for us. I'll do a commercial, <laughs> or the real one. Good luck getting the real one. Yeah, good It'll luck. Be perfect. I mean you. No, I'll do it. It's gonna be beautiful. I, I can't do wait it. for this now. I gotta get real loud to do it really good. Though. Okay, and it's just yeah, gonna get weird. Fine. Yeah, I can't it's gonna do get it right real now. Weird. Yeah, I'm gonna have you like butt chug a couple beers. It'll be great. <laughs> or I'll just drink them normal. I'd <laughs> <laughs> be cool with that. He does have to drive home. That's true. Okay. I don't get to sleep here. You can. <laughs> Unless your girlfriend's no. in the truck. Is she out there? No, she, Mon- she's, Monica? She's, she's not in, Mon- in Monica. She's Monica's in not Columbus, Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's a boys' night. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyways, bring it back. You'll probably cut all of that anyways, I'm sure. I'm leaving um, it in. That'd I think beautiful. it was pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's great. I would definitely leave it in. Yeah. <laughs> so what Austin's trying to say is we want a little more introduction of you. Okay. You know, uh, bring us back to your early ages of how you got into hunting and, and all that good stuff. Um, well, honestly, I really didn't start to get into hunting till about my senior year of high school. I played football, sports, really involved all through high school, so I didn't have a whole lot of time. And honestly, like my grandpa didn't really hunt. My dad didn't really hunt. It was kind of backwards how it all happened. Um, my uncle is the one that honestly got me into hunting and he lives all the way across on the east side of the state in New York. But when I started to get into it, I would spend hours on the phone with him, talking to him. And especially when I started to actually hunt, like, Hey, this happened, the situation, what should I do next time? And he basically like mentored me over the phone. So I basically kind of got into it. Then my brother got into it, and then my dad got into it. So it's like really backwards. That's probably, awesome, probably a Manaka thing too with the water, possibly. But. <laughs> I told you, there's something there. There's a connection. Yeah. <laughs> usually, that like people that do that, usually are the ones that get super obsessed with it. You know. Yeah, I'm. Like our one buddy, up. he didn't start until what? What? When did birds start hunting? It really hunting? Probably three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And There's then late like, onset hunters, man. They're, he was real into archery, and then he got hooked on to ducks and geese, and he just he's obsessed, you know. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I mean, I've always said like the the late adult onset hunters and and late years in which you get into it. There's definitely like I don't know if a, a stronger passion, but there's always you know like a stronger drive. And and those hunters, it seems like, because you guys are just it's it, like more hungry almost. I may wonder if it's like something to feel like you're making up on lost time. Like you get yeah. into it so late, and you talk to somebody who's your age, and like, oh, I've killed, you know, ten turkeys already, and I've killed like eight bucks. And you're like, man, I'm just trying to kill my first. You know what right. I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's what kind of maybe drives the competitive you a edge bit, yeah. a little bit. I mean, you hate to make it a competition, but. If we're all honest, there's everybody, you know, has a little bit of a competitive bone in their body. So that might have something to do with that too. You know what though? Mm-hmm. That that amount of determination, you're gonna have an upper hand over the guys that are just kinda like, Oh, I have my same spot I go to every year. Yeah. You're gonna be yeah. constantly looking for birds and looking for different spots, looking oh, for new yeah. bucks and everything. It's- my on X maps looks ridiculous. That's I mean, funny. it's like you zoom out, there's just 
points everywhere. It's, it's just a big blob, mostly for Pennsylvania. But so, quick question about your about your Onyx, and I like to hear this from a lot of different people because we've talked about it a thousand times. What's your Onyx look like? Is it all red pins, or do you color combo, or do you have any sort of system to go to it? Um, because yeah, mine looks usually, like a psychopath did it. Mm, mm. I usually do <laughs> rubs, yellow beds, white, and just random points red but i'll change the logos on it like it's a scrape or you know like an oak tree or you know something like that scrape rub line anything like that but usually beds are white rubs are yellow that's all i don't know why but that's what i went with hey that's what you went with that's your system man but the majority of them are just red pens and it's just chaos everywhere yeah i know that feeling too yeah for sure i like to keep you know each year a current color so I can That's a good quickly idea. pull up my map and, yeah. and say, look, this is all recent data based on, uh, and, and then I can kind of differentiate it from all the past data that I have. So That makes sense. Yeah, I'd like to try to, especially like sightings of good deer or turkey or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. I, I like to keep those whatever color I'm using that year. So I know when I pull up my map right away and I'm kind of struggling later in the year, I'm like, where have I seen something new? And I'll go right to it. Yeah, that makes sense. I like it. I usually just make up a fake email and just get the seven-day thing and abuse it. <laughs> Why is he here forever? I don't know. And, and you got to be really careful with that because how I lost all of my pens is doing just that. No, was, you lose all your pens. No, I was. I have my normal Onyx that I, I pay every year, and it's for Pennsylvania. But no, I was, you did the Ohio one. I did yeah. the Ohio, went, and then I did actually West Virginia temporary when I went down there to a, a one weekend turkey hunt the first time i went down i did the seven day trial well as i did the seven day trial it updated automatically my other account and when it did that it, it updated on the new temporary email that i was on at the time and then when i got all my pins back they all finally came back but they were all just x's Ah, bro. So I lost everything. I mean, I basically... Yeah, I knew there was something there once upon a time, but I didn't know if it was a rub, a scrape, you know, a deer, a turkey, a fish, for fuck's sakes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But it was very frustrating uh, to lose that information. So it almost helps to put a little description in there because the description... Yeah, I'll do that. ...kept over. Mm -hmm. They, They did come over, but I lost a lot of data back then. I had to make up for it. Especially if it's like... You know, like if I find the rub, you know, most of the time I'll look and see like, okay, where's the shavings? Are they on top of the leaves? Are they underneath mm-hmm. of the leaves? And make a note of that. And then you kind of have an idea, oh, what time of the season that was made. Instead of just, oh, rub. And it's like, yeah. okay, well, you're going to, I don't remember a year later and I go to set up on it, you know, in October and it's, it wasn't hot till, you know, late November. Yeah. When they're on top of leaves, of it gives you a little tingly feeling inside. You're like, oh yeah. man, he's definitely come through here tonight. Never does. <laughs> no, <laughs> never I, does. Yeah. Don't, no, don't hunt ten times. Never hunt rubs. Yeah. Um, but do you ever take pictures and attach pictures to? Not really. I did that only on a couple occasions, and it was because we were wondering what one of the trees looked like at way out into a swamp, whether it was climbable or not. So I dropped a pin. I took a picture of it and attached it to a pin yeah. so I could share it and show Austin what it looked like. But that's the only time I've ever done it. I wish I would have done that from the get-go, but they also didn't used to have that feature, too. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, I think if you delete the picture in your phone, then it's gone. I, I don't think. know. You, I'm not sure. You wouldn't either. think that, but I would I hope not. But yeah. I don't think I still have my pictures anymore. So, so you hunt a lot of states. Do you get different on X's, or do you do the seven? I get like trial? the. 
it's been so many years since I actually like whatever um, you do the package state. I got. Yeah, it's not the, but I have access to yeah to all the states. So no, I I do enjoy me some Onyx, but I'll tell oh, you yeah, what, I'm obsessed. I use, use Base Map now too, and dude. It's legit. Is that you just like for the wind directions and stuff on Base it's map. Weird. No, it has a better imaging system than yeah. Onyx. Way better. Um, I do like that you can drop the little cone and it shows you like the wind direction with this little cool. I used like, to use something like thing. that, but it wasn't called Base Map. They probably took it from. It was years ago. I can't they remember. They used to have a hunt stand. Yeah, I was gonna say with a hunt my brother uses hunt one. stand, and that's another bad decision that he's made in life, like shooting that buck <laughs> that I didn't get to kill. That's for a later date. What I like about base map is it costs me like $18 for all 50 states, and it's beautiful. So I'm going to use that from here on out for all my out-of-state hunts, and I'm going to use Onyx for PA only. Hmm. You that way, whatever you like, whatever you're yeah. comfortable with, that's all it that matters. Honestly, I, I'm telling you right now, the pictures and the imaging, 10 times better than yeah. And on it, 10,000 times more. The clear. topo map's good because half the time that's I mainly look at that other than the satellite. I think it's more useful, but yeah, if you, scroll, if you really zoom in, the topo map looks really good. Um, but then again, I've also looked at Onyx's topo map and it almost sent me and Joe down a it did send us down cliff. A cliff, so <laughs> yeah, we're, Man, like, we're really bashing Onyx here a little bit. Huh? <laughs> I'm kind of bashing I'm still committed because to, every time to say, I follow you know, him around, don't take my layers from me. I follow him around in the dark, and he's like, oh, I'm just following. I walked out of here last night, so I should be good in the dark walking in the morning. We walked through, like, a thousand jagger bushes. It was miserable. Mother Nature, humble you real quick. Yeah. Can I tell you about the first time that me and Chuck went down to 2B to hunt in the morning? Man, was that bad. We had all these spots picked out. Don't hunt with him. Oh, dude, it was was awful. We had all these spots picked out. We get down there. We were running, like, a little bit late. We get all of our shit on. My headlamp's dead, so we're using Chuck's headlamp. It's horrible. So it's like early, early, early season. We're trying to like knock out the kinks. And we're like, okay, we should be able to get down this ridge. No. It's like a fucking wall. It was so <laughs> thick, dude. It was horrible. And we were like, all right, well, it looks like if we just bust through this one area, we'll be able to just get into that open. We'll be able to go down up the other side. We'll be where exactly where we want to be. Mm. <laughs> I know where wow. this is going. But we busted through. Mm-hmm. And you know what happened when we busted through? You were in the middle of a Every thing. deer in the county <laughs> blew Which out is of a there. lot, by the way. Dude, it was like 15 minutes of deer blowing out of there. It was bad. I mean, every 10th step, a deer ran away and snorted at us. Yeah, at least you were in the right spot. It was horrible. Yeah. I tried been. hunting early season one year. And Charles was like, oh, yeah, come with me, whatever. We go back in the woods, and we get to a certain area. And I'm thinking, he's just going to point me in a tree and say, hey, this is a pretty good spot. No, he goes, uh, I don't know. Try finding a tree in here. I'm like, it's dark out. What do you want me to do? So I'm going to climb up a tree, and then I'm going to have, like, limbs right next to my face. <laughs> like, I'm going to have, I'm gonna be able to shoot 10 yards maybe. So I'm literally, like, flashing my flashlight up in the limbs just to see if I'll have shooting lanes. <laughs> it was miserable. Look, Joe, it's a gift. Some have it and some don't. Mm. I was so I was so mad like that I don't I don't like right now. <laughs> pee off my stand or anything like that. I was just I was so mad. I'm like I'm never gonna see a deer, so I just started just pissing all over off the side of my my climber. I didn't care anymore. <laughs> that also doesn't bother deer, by the way. Yeah, I guess not, but I don't do it. 
normally. Yeah. Listen, I mean, early season, that's that's like the early, early season down in 2B. It comes, in, that was, that was comes in two weeks before our season. Yeah, yeah it's like right? September I mean, 16th, yeah, 17th. Is, we were working out the Kings. It, yeah. it it's is rough. thick. I mean, you're not going to expect to have 40-yard shots, 360, and freaking – you know, no, you're like you got a 15, 20 yard right. shot, like out in like an oak flat or honestly, something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? think We're, that's what what uh, Joseph here didn't understand. Like you're not going to put me in an area anywhere. Yeah, I mean, dude, you just got to wing it. Some. I've never been in there before. I told you that. I was like, I've never been in here. But you know what? The map it looks great. So once again, blame Onyx. <laughs> <laughs> My pins are all going to be X's by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be gone. <laughs> But you know, I I did find a new way into that area, and oh, there's a way better way. Oh, into that it area. is money, 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 yeah. money. Yeah, killed my dough there last year. Actually, good man. First week. Yeah, we learned a lot that day. We oh, for sure. I mean, that's just what you got to do. You're gonna, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean. The, yeah. the problem is where me and Austin were trying to get down. There is a trail there, but the last time I was on it, it was winter time. Yeah, we were in there in their gun season, and I came up this real easy beaten path trail, but. You know, again, you're in September. Things are thicker. They're more grown in. We couldn't find that freaking deer trail. Do you ever use the tracker app on Onyx? Because that's sometimes I'll do that if I'm hunting a thick area and I'm scouting it preseason or something. Yeah. Just go to the base of your tree, hit the tracker, walk the easiest path out or what, you know, also that's not going to blow all the deer out, but kind of, you know, decipher between the two. And then a lot of times I'll try to put something at like the start of the trailhead, like either I'll slash a tree Mm-hmm. Or not, you know, bright eyes or anything like that. Or I'll put a big stump there. Just something nobody's going to pick up on to know that I'm going down there, like ribbons or anything like that. But that, that'll that help. That's something yeah. I do. So yeah. that, that tracker is actually what I used when Joe we was talking about. Jagger tree. Yeah, tracker coming bushes, out yeah. from Ohio, I was following our tracker trail back in. And it was sometimes, you know, when you're in areas that you might get like one bark on a reception, it's a little off. Throws you off. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. unfortunately, I mean, we were just off like... 10 yards from our from our trail but it was that thick in there that if you were off at two feet you were in some really bad stuff usually once you hit it once or yeah. you know what i mean then you kind of have it in the back of your head or hit it once or twice and then you you know your way in and out yeah i mean i could get in there now with my eyes closed right because exactly. we've hunted it four or five times since then yeah it's obviously a lot more clear that was the first time i'd ever been back in there and then the second time the next morning in the dark and it was just kind of a maze it's it's tough when you're going to new areas i mean it's always tough like i love doing that though i love the i love the adventure of it it's so much challenge yeah yeah i like the challenge i mean i do i love going into areas i've never been into before Mm -hmm. pitch black morning creep in find a spot climb up and and hope for the best i mean that's really all you're doing yep you it's know. rewarding, especially when it pays off or like, oh, I think there might be some deer bedded on this point or I think there might be some birds mm-hmm. roosted off this side hill yeah. or this point and you get there and one fires off and Yeah. You know. I'm the same way, man. I and I I was actually gonna take it that way. I like doing it in turkey season, hitting a new spot and just kinda going in and picking a spot and doing it, see what you can find. But you know, you I mean, based on your social media at least and what we've kinda talked about before. Wait, hold the, on, before hold on, slow here. down, slow down. I want to know first, what hunting did you first get into when you first started hunting? How did you start deer he's, hunting? He's from deer PA, bro. Deer. Well, you know what? Uh, I think I think I actually shot a turkey first God! before I shot a deer. Mm-hmm. Come on, I, no. I, I had a feeling. Okay. I believe so. 
right. So I might be wrong on that. I'll, I'll let you know after this is over. But I also wanted to know too, you were kind of talking about how you had like that far away mentor. Did you use any other resources, um, magazines, pod, obviously not podcasts. No, it's not ours. Not so. podcasts at the time. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else like, you know, even TV shows or YouTube. Um. Yeah. And that probably was my first mistake. Like I remember all I did was watch hunting TV shows and you know, I'm like, wow, these guys are out there. They're out there for what? 15 minutes. And they're seeing oh, no. massive deer. <laughs> oh, no. And then I remember the first time I actually went bow hunting. Somebody lent me a bow. I was sitting on the ground. I was getting eaten alive by mosquitoes. And I was like, I have seen nothing. This is terrible. Why isn't this not like TV? And yeah. that's like the biggest thing. Like, honestly, like at least for, for now, like I watch nothing but YouTube hunters because they're real people that work real jobs, not knocking the guys that do it for a living. They have to make a living and. That's how they do it by, you know, pushing products and sponsoring stuff. They're not going on a ranch and they're like, oh, this deer's uh, X amount of dollars. This deer's X amount of yeah, dollars. They have no. names for all of them. I want to hear from real world yeah. people that work nine to five and just get it done on the weekends and use their mm -hmm. vacation to go hunt. So that's what I watch now. But as far as then, a lot of it was mainly just my uncle and at the time TV shows, which I did learn nothing from except probably what to do wrong. You know what I mean? Learn, <laughs> learn what not to do. <laughs> Later, once I realized, like, wow, I can't hunt on a field edge every yeah. single time, and you know, can't hunt on a ranch. So, I don't know if that answers your question or not. No, it absolutely one hundred percent. Absolutely. No, that was a good. That was a good way to put it that way. No, I, like I, that. I had that question looming for a while. That's why I had. To I was just going for a nice, to, easy transition, but that was yeah. perfect. No, yeah. it was good. It but was good. You, I mean, he does bring up a good point too, though. It kind of sucks because if you're a new hunter and you're looking for information and you watch where TV do you show go? hunters, yeah. Well, it yeah. give it's you just not really realistic. Bad it, well, no, it's not idea. realistic at all. Yeah. If you want to get into hunting now and you're a six year old kid, you got to buy a thousand dollar camo. You got to have a two thousand dollar bow. You got to have a six hundred dollar tree stand. I mean, it's almost impossible. I feel like it probably pushes more people away or it doesn't. And you just have all these people that have, you know, all this equipment, but then it's worthless. Like you could take a two hundred dollar bow from Walmart and the cheapest stand possible. If you know what you're doing, you're going to kill deer and you can have the most expensive crap in the world. If you know what you're doing, you're not going to see anything. Totally. I couldn't yeah. agree more, man. Yeah. You walk a very fine line of, you know, what you need to be successful and then what makes your experience more enjoyable yeah. once you are successful. And I think like we all, at some point in our hunting careers, we all succumb to that, you know, like, Oh, everything's products being pushed. And you're like, well, this looks cool. Maybe I'll try this. And then you realize like, I did not need this. Like I bought it and I haven't taken it out of my pack once this year. Yeah. It's like, I don't need half this crap that I'm carrying. Guilty. to get the job done well, we've all that's what i'm saying we've all been there you know what i mean that's just a progressions i think of growing up as a hunter and learning as you get older it's less about the things you have it's knowledge and experience yeah i mean we had our dad and we have you know four of us boys that hunt and everything and a lot of us you know we have a big pretty much pack but when i was younger my dad didn't sit next to me when i was archer hunting there's a lot of stuff that I learned with time as well, you know, just by talking to one another, you know, like you had your uncle to talk to. So at least you could like throw a story at him and he could tell you like what you did wrong or what, yeah. you know, right. this or that or, oh, you know, maybe you should do this next time. Yeah. So that does help a lot. Just talking to people yeah. that do hunt and you could kind of get, you could, you could fill out and like, okay, that guy's kind of like a bullshitter, you know? You can kind of see those people from a distance. It doesn't take distance. long once you realize yeah. what you're doing a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, it's pretty easy. 
Usually, if anybody starts bragging right away, I just stop yeah. listening to them automatically yeah, exactly. and forget their name. <laughs> hey, what's my name again? <laughs> That's why I told these guys uh, to. I told these guys to have you on the podcast because I first met him and we're at work and we'd we'd bullshit the entire lunch break. Like I was making our one mutual friend jealous because like we we're just talking about hunting like nonstop the entire time. And I was like, this guy actually knows what the what the hell's going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's impressive, really, because yeah. like you said, you started at a pretty late age, and you didn't have someone walking through the woods with you like we did. Like, that's a rub. That's a scrape. This is a deer trail. This is deer scat. This is, you know, what whatever questions you had, you kind of had to go out and find that information for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you really jumped some obstacles, and, and really, I mean, you know, good on you to keep going with it and and to learn to better yourself you know and stay hungry with it and then go and get your brother and your dad involved because i mean as much as hunting is a pretty selfish uh one man thing oh definitely it's so much more enjoyable with people it is you know it really is i mean even if we're both archery hunting and we were hunting a mile apart, but we both get back into the truck right. at the end of the night. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. That is a lot more enjoyable to th- and to bounce ideas back and forth. And, mm-hmm. you know, and my uncle is a really successful hunter. He's, he's had a lot of success. I, I guess if you want to call it a career, you know, in hunting his hunting yeah. career. So I think that kind of motivated me too. Cause it was like, you know, this is like, you know, the aspiration to get to this level. You know what I mean? He's, he's mm-hmm. taking a lot of game. It's a good aspiration to have, honestly, though. Yeah. Could be worse things in life, you know what I mean? For sure, man. For sure. So is that what landed you in freaking Canada hunting bears? Because that's pretty cool. No. My uncle, he never really traveled and hunted a whole lot. But no, that was just kind of me just, I like to travel and hunt. I like to see new things. You know, I did it. I don't know if I really want to do it again. It was a cool experience, but it wasn't like, man, this is like I'm hooked. I want to do it again. Right. But it was beautiful up there. Shot a nice bear the second day I was there, and yeah, good experience. Good overall. experience, cool. Yeah, yeah cool. but checked it off the list. Move on to the next. Uh, like I said, shot that mule deer in Colorado with the mutual friend me and Joe were talking about. Um, our buddy Matt, and uh, then me and my brother have been out to uh, Wyoming twice for uh, antelope, and that's a blast. That's so much fun. Just there's so many antelope. In Wyoming, it's so much dude. fun. And the meat is amazing. Like, it, it's really good. A lot of people don't like it, but... I have antelope in my freezer right now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, he made antelope for the killing grill. Yeah, yeah man. It's yeah. very good. Oh, yeah, that antelope you made for the killing grill was phenomenal, Austin. It's good stuff, man. Phenomenal. I dig it. I dig it. It's it. really good. So, I mean, obviously, like you said, you you didn't really get hooked on it, but I think I know the animal that Austin was alluding to earlier that you <laughs> did get hooked on. Yeah, I, like... Okay, let me go back here for a second. <laughs> we got away from turkey content. Yeah, we did. It's deer I season. I told you I didn't want to talk about deer. It's okay. Mm. No, it's okay. <clears throat> I'm talking about like in general. We, we moved away from turkey content with the podcast because we're getting closer to deer season. Yeah, but we're still in that like funny we're phase, We're in that right? funny phase, yeah. Like, like we still need to get that those recap turkey episodes because we I really, don't disagree. I don't really disagree. didn't do a whole lot of that. You know, we no, kinda, it's like it's kind of like that weird thing though. Like once our season's so late, right? That exactly. once ours is over, everybody's kind of out of it. So yeah. it's, it, we're in that weird in between. Yeah, I still love turkey hunting. 
It's not that I don't want to talk about it. There's a lot of guys that are still into it, though. There's a lot of guys that are still freaking. Yeah. Look at I this guy right here. June. And then that guy <laughs> yeah. sitting right across the table from me. If, yeah. If, if we never had a whitetail season, he wouldn't care. <laughs> nah, let's not get crazy. I still need the meat. <laughs> but, you know, deer just don't gobble. It's yeah. not it's yeah. not my fault. I'm starting to like him more than you, so just so you're aware of that. <laughs> it's okay. It's Do you okay. want to try to, like, suck up a little bit or something? Here, here's where your, I was going your before, closing. before this guy freaking cut me off on this. Because I, I, I want to give you your time to shine. Oh. That's where I want to go with this. All right. I'm you, all right with that. You're, you're, you're more of an adult onset hunter. It is what it is. You fell into this, like, bird fell into waterfowl hunting. That's what he yeah. freaking is obsessed with now. You fell into turkey hunting. That's your freaking thing, man. Mm-hmm. Let's dive into it. If that's what you love. I do. I love This it. is a hunting podcast. Just because it's white-tailed attraction doesn't mean we can't yeah. talk about turkeys, man. And I know you mentioned earlier, though, that we, we were talking about how you kind of hunted a little bit of everything. And at first, you kind of just went turkey hunting every year. So I mean, I, I enjoyed it, though, then, too. But yeah. now it's just. I, I want to know, like, the bug moment as well. Oh, I want to get into the bug moment. With Austin's question. Yeah. Definitely. But what, I, what I'm getting, like, alluding to here, you're not just, like, a little bit into it. You're, like balls deep into it like you killed six turkey last year mm. i don't know a lot of people that kill six turkey in a season like by themselves yeah. you know what i mean that's a lot that's of that's a lot of turkey man yeah. especially for like i know a lot of hardcore hunters that people who are like into turkey hunting he didn't kill six birds last year that's impressive <laughs> dude. Well, easy that's not, I know, no, 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 and I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying why that. did he point at me so aggressively <laughs> that was an aggressive point that was <laughs> Now, I got a bunch of buddies that are like super into turkey hunting, but Jeez. what I'm saying is like you killed six birds last year. You got to be into it to do that, man. Yeah, I was a part of six yep. kills. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Jerk. The year before, you're a part of more than that. It, it, Nine. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not hating on you, brother. Uh, he took I'm a lot of vacation. I, I took a lot of vacation. Yeah, I did. That's okay. Well, where's Joe? I'm oh, he's in another state. What, yeah, <laughs> just in another state. Yeah. And then you got a picture. I'll like, grace you with my presence every other week. Yeah. yeah. No, what I'm saying though is like. You have this serious passion for turkey hunting. Let's get into it, man. Let's right. break this down. Chuck was talking like, let's get into that first moment. Where did you get spark this bug? The bug. The bug. I mean, my first bird was probably the bug. It was just an amazing. It was actually the biggest bird I've ever killed. Still, what was your first day. gobble like? First gobble. Yeah, I was kind of like, what was that? Because it's like, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of like you you watch it on TV or on YouTube, yeah. and you're like, oh yeah, it's kind of cool. But when you first hear that first it gobble, like rattles close, your soul. Yeah, you're yeah. like. Whoa. I had a bird this year that gobbled. It was the hardest gobbling turkey I've ever heard in my life. And I was the first time I actually heard him drum. Mm. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, you could almost hear like the back end of that gobble too, like from the vibrations from the diaphragm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was awesome. That was Osceola. That was in Southern Florida. That was really, yeah, it was awesome. I didn't know they had a big gobble. I thought the Easterns had the harder gobbles. They did. Do you think it was like the the, landscape that that you were hunting in Florida? It might've been. Yeah. Uh, the I don't know because a lot of people say because of the humidity <laughs> in Florida is so high that it actually like you'll see a bird in a pasture gobbling but you won't hear it because of the humidity. So I don't know if that. It's interesting. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, I just heard that on the Turkey Hunter podcast. It makes Andy sense. On, uh, it makes great sense. Cameron Weddington. Do you guys listen to them? Yeah, those I guys are have awesome. His book. Andy's. Yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. Yeah. Let's go back. Let's get to this bug part. All right. Because yeah. I want to get into the whole aspect of you turkey hunt, man. Okay. Where did the bug come from? Like your first turkey, you said it probably came from that, but like how did this whole thing when break I, down? The first bird or just the progressions? I mean, the progression, the first bird, everything. Let's break into it. Um, All the fun stuff. Pretty much just hunted 
Pennsylvania the first year I ever turkey hunted. First year I ever turkey hunted. Um, I hunted the same farm. I still hunt that same road to this day. I shot a bird on that farm this year. Um, I shot two birds my first year. Um, and then every year after that, I pretty much shot two birds. I think one year I shot one. And then coming into this season, my goal was to shoot three because I'd never shot any more than two. But two years ago, I finally started traveling more in turkey hunting. Like I'd hunt Pennsylvania and Ohio just to hunt on Sundays. Yeah. But two years ago, I started traveling more, hunting Kentucky. I didn't have any luck there. Tennessee, I didn't have any luck in, which I got one this year, though. I made up for it. I shot one in Nebraska two years ago at Rio on public land. And that was like kind of it for me. Like I, I drove out there by myself like 17 hours. It was just like a mission. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And that just kind of stuck with me. Like there's, I love just knowing like I'm hitting the road and I have a goal and a t- to complete, you know what I mean? And that just drives me. Like I just, I'm going to go there. I'm going to try to get it done. I'm going to go, you know, balls of the wall and get it done. And sometimes you don't, but that kind of hooked me the whole traveling aspect of turkey hunting. Like I always loved it. Just hunting around home. Once I start traveling and realize how much fun it is experiencing different places, you know what I mean? Different situations. It just makes you a better hunter. And now I'm hooked. And now this year, like you said, I went hunted five different States, um, this spring. And next year I kind of have hopefully planned a couple things are up in the air, but at least five, if not seven, possibly. That's so. awesome, man. The, I mean, the possibilities are endless, and it kind of gets to that point. Like, like you said, you drove seventeen hours out of Nebraska, and it's yeah, kind of for, like, for two turkey breasts. I could have for two turkey, <laughs> but you know what? It's it's having that goal, and then once you complete yeah, that goal, right. you're like, all right, so I'm capable of doing this. What right. else can I do? Yeah, and, and I had that kind of this that year too. I had that happen this year too, where yeah. I was like, man, like I can I can really do this because like a ri- like my goal, obviously going to Nebraska was a shoot a Rio. I've obviously shot in. Easterns back home. So, like, I want to do the Grand Slam. That was my goal. You know what I mean? A Rio, a Merriam, an Osceola, and an Eastern. Um, that was my goal to do that. So, I shot Osceola this year. And then after, it just kind of hit me hard this year. Like, it just wasn't enough. I went to Florida. And, oh, sorry. <laughs> I keep talking. You're okay. No, you're went good. to Florida in March. And then I went to Tennessee in April. Came home. Shot a bird in PA. Hunter, West Virginia on public land shot on there. That was like probably like the aha moment for me. Cause I'd, I hunted three different public parcels before I finally got to the right place. And, uh, like we were talking earlier about just like putting it all together and like looking at maps, like I'd picked a spot. I was like, this looks like it'd be good Turkey habitat. I marked my, uh, pin on my map for where I wanted to park my truck. When I was pulling up to where I wanted to park, there was a Tom standing right there in the road. And I was like, Oh, well, this is either luck or like, I kind of have an idea of what I'm, I'm looking at here. <laughs> yeah. And I ended up killing a bird that day. And that kind of really clicked for me. It was like, you know, I can really do this because like I said, originally I just wanted to do the grand slam. Now this has turned into, I feel like I want to try to make a run at the super slam. Um, and then obviously I'm still a baby at it. I've got seven States down, but everybody has to start somewhere. Shit. So seven States ain't bad. Dude. That's, that's pretty good. I man. wouldn't call that a baby. I mean, that's, that's I mean, the com- start of something great. Yeah. So, I mean, it's going to take time, but that's, you know, that's awesome. That's man. a part of it. So, so yeah. one thing I would say just to look into, just cause you like YouTube hunters and stuff like that. Look at Bayside Legion, watch some of their mm-hmm. videos. Yeah. Like, they're awesome dudes. Yeah. Um, What's it, Bonts? Bonts, Dan, Bonts and yeah. Derek. Derek Anderson. I've watched their videos. Uh, I like those guys. I like Dave Owens a lot. I really... Uh, Penhody. Yeah, Penhody Project's, the, in my opinion, the 
the most crop. you're going to learn from a hunting video is Pretty from Dave Owens, yeah, yeah or yeah. and from Kenny Mount Chubbs that hunts with him a lot. Yeah. I'll tell you what um, though, I I would say that I learned a ton like a metric shit ton from that first turkey tour that the hunting public did oh yeah, yeah dude yeah those dude, guys that, are really good too that was a like the that's first one the very very first turkey tour unreal i mean that is when i advanced the bug in my system to a whole nother level. that was like the first time that you saw like unconventional turkey tactics yeah i would say and then like yeah. they kind of like they just kind of went overboard after that but that first time like just that little bit of extra that people aren't doing around here right was enough what just shows you too and it's like yeah these these guys can do this why can't i do it you know For what i sure. mean and now it seems like everybody's literally doing it everybody's traveling turkey hunting and it's kind of taking up more popularity than it used to be but still how many people do you run into that are like a diehard turkey hunter it's not as nowhere near as many as deer hunting you talk to everybody pretty much deer hunts whether they go to rifle camp or yeah there's not a whole lot of turkey hunters and then if you do and you're excited like oh you're turkey hunting like yeah turkey hunt how how many times you get out this year oh i got out maybe half a day yeah. <laughs> you know oh okay yeah. and then right away you're like no nah, this isn't gonna happen we have <laughs> the, nothing in common the aggressive point again yeah what was like, that i'm just going into like the people who are diehard turkey hunters like this kid it, i mean how many days did you take off uh, I, I mean, dude. like, actually take off from turkey hunting this year. Yeah, handful. In our whole season, what, a handful. three or four maybe? Maybe. They, it was every single day you were out. I was, was out like, somewhere. Because I can somewhere. get out before work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know, for nice. at least an hour or two. Yeah. I it don't know cool. many people who do that. Yeah. I, no, I love it. I mean, I will literally just go out just to try to hear a gobble. Yeah. To be honest with you, I mean, I don't care. I, I just want to be out there. It's a very short window. You know, turkey hunting and it, turkey it is. season is very a very quick. short window of the year that you get to enjoy the most beautiful sound God has ever put on this earth. And that is a Turkey gobble. Yeah. And you know what? The other thing too, though, with traveling, I mean, let's not pretend like it isn't the most, it is the cheapest, but it is the cheapest animal you can travel and hunt in every single state. Yeah. Pretty much. You know what I mean? As a big game animal, for a big game animal, yeah, they are the cheapest, most reasonable to do that. Yes. Traveling is definitely scary. The most, I've been holding this in for a while, sorry. But the most impressive thing I take out of this is he does a lot of this, pretty much all of it, right, by yourself. Yeah. I'm a fan of Do you like hunting by yourself more, or is it just you can't drag somebody out there with you? Because I'm more of like, I like going out with somebody else, especially turkey hunting because I can't call, but... yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you prefer hunting by yourself when you're going on a state? Is it more of a challenge or or, or you just not you prefer not to ask? You just haven't found the right hunting partner. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I mentioned to I mentioned a, going out with him somewhere and he gave me like this, I this. this tone and I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm going to fuck myself." <laughs> Like everything changed in the conversation. I was like, "Oh, I, I, I get it. It's okay." I think I'm just so like West Virginia. That's oh, what it was. Yeah, West, West Virginia. Yeah, I know. I remember. I just have a certain way I like to do things, and the way I look at it is, it's hard enough to get in the right position. It's hard enough to get the job done. I don't like to add any other variables of someone else moving, someone else making a call that like just makes him want to turn around and slap him because it sounds terrible. I don't. I. I mean, I like to hunt with people, but it's in certain, it's like my relaxed mode of hunting. Like when I'm bow hunting, most of the time I want to bow hunt by myself. But when it's rifle season, I like being with people because it's yeah. like, you know, I don't really care as much at that point in the season, to be honest. But when I'm turkey hunting, I really like to be by myself. 
because I have a certain way of doing things. I like to get up and move like I've hunted with people before. And, you know, I'm like, I hear a bird gobble and I'm like, okay, let's go get it. And I turn around and they're, you know, 80 yards behind me and I have to stop. And I'm like, you know, time is of the essence. I got to get to where I need to be and I got to stop and wait for them to catch up with me. And then yeah. go again. I know it might sound selfish, but. No, it's you operate in a certain manner. Yeah, and I operate you operate in a certain way and I'm a little OCD. So that probably has yeah. something to do with it. I feel like kind of on the same page of that. I do a lot of hunting by myself. <clears throat> I enjoy the camaraderie of hunting with guys. Like we yeah, went to West Virginia, we had another buddy yeah. and stuff go. Even in deer season, I like doing double sets. It's fun. But that being said, I like trusting my own gut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like going out on my own and doing my own thing. And at the same time, if I mess up, it's on me. Right. Exactly. I feel like a lot of time if I'm with somebody and I make a call and I mess up, now I just ruined his hunt. And I feel terrible yeah. about it. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, it, you definitely see, though, a lot of certain turkey hunters – the, like we mentioned, Bonds, all of his hunting's pretty much by himself. You know, Dave Owens, a lot of his hunting is by himself. Now, Definitely. he does have some buddies and his girlfriend, fiance, I think she is now. But, you know, when you think of the aspect of turkey hunting, like you're mentioning, you know, I do prefer turkey hunting with other people because I love sharing the experience. I'd rather see you shoot a turkey than me shoot a turkey. You know, I'd rather put someone else in front of the turkey before myself. That aspect I love. I love, you know, the enjoyment. I love celebrating with somebody. But I get what you're saying. Like, when you're hunting by yourself, you do things a certain way. Now, the flip side of that is, too, though, when you hunt with someone else and you're successful, you may pick up something else Mm -hmm. that might work. Yeah. You know, a different tactic or maybe a different cadence. Yeah. Oh, there's always something to learn. Can carry. I think, like you said earlier, like, they have to be – I think you know if somebody – you know, it's going to gel or if it's not going to gel yeah. pretty much just from talking to him. Like I had a buddy I used to turkey hunt with and we killed it. We always did good. Then he moved away and that kind of was the end of that. But like you were just saying, like with memories and stuff, like probably the most excited I've ever been with a turkey being killed was my brother shooting his first turkey. Yeah. Uh, me and him were set up and I called it in and he killed it. That was before I even ever killed one. It was the youth season, you know, and a couple of weeks later I shot my first. I was the most excited I've ever been. I remember literally like running down the road, like jumping up and down. That's so awesome. It was, mm-hmm. you know, awesome memory. And we got the picture framed and, but yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel a little selfish for saying that, but I just oh, feel, not, I feel no, definitely not. It's I not feel selfish. like, you know, it's just, I just have a certain way of doing things. Yeah. And it's also kind of like my time. I enjoy being by myself, you know what I mean? Kind yeah. of a loner and get out there and just get lost in the woods and forget about life and just get after them. And that's it. Here's yeah. the thing though with that dude. I mean, you killed six turkeys last year. Obviously something that you're doing is right. Yeah. I mean, well, like I said, that's the first year I shot working. two the year before, you know what I mean? So obviously I didn't hunt, you know, five States though either. So yeah. I don't really have the opportunity, but um, yeah, it's, you know, I noticed like the last couple years of turkey hunting, like, okay, this season, I mean, I was like, Two years ago, I'm like, man, I caught a lot more birds in this year, but my setup wasn't right. They came in on, you know, the side of me. You know, they're looking down on me. Something was just off. And the year after, okay, fine-tuned it a little bit, started seeing more turkeys, killed a couple more birds. And then it feel like it just kind of clicked maybe or something. I don't know what it was, but just years of making mistakes, tons of mistakes, which I'll continue to make. I feel like I kind of learned maybe a little bit, but to actually put my finger on it, I couldn't even really tell you. I think it's just experience maybe just from being in the woods so much. I mean, do you think that since you had like more of a plan this year and you really buckled down, do you think that kind of had a part in it? Oh yeah. I mean, 
I've got a big trip coming up, and there's always something that winds up left in the trash bin at home while we're on vacation. Now I have a Lomi, and it's changed the way I think about my food waste. Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps into dirt in under four hours. I love composting, plus it's made cooking at home even more fun. There's no food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen. Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take the trash out once a week, and it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience with no more leaking bags. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going into landfills and producing methane gas. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right in my backyard. It feels great to know that I'm creating soil instead of waste. Whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com forward slash Waypoint and use the promo code Waypoint to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Waypoint and use the promo code Waypoint at checkout. I had a goal of what I wanted to do, how many birds I wanted to you know, harvest. I just wanted to shoot three and then it just kind of was like a snowball. I was like, well, what if I go buy a West Virginia license and try that? And then killed one there. And I was like, well, okay. You got a little crazy towards the end there. I did get crazy. You were hitching your neck. I was losing my mind. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. I don't got any more of that turkey taste. (laughs) (laughs) Ended up going out to Michigan with like three days left in the season. I had a wedding on Saturday, went to the wedding, was in the wedding. Woke up at like 5 a.m. the next morning, drove seven, eight hours to Michigan, was there for two hours and killed a bird. Say you're an animal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I just like, I was like, man, can I, I could probably turn around right now and go back to work the next day. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm going to take another day off. I just woke up, slept in next day, woke up, went along my way, with my turkey. And I'm already uh, halfway to Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At that point, there was no more states open. I, was, uh, Maine I, could, I could not, I was going to say, I could not make it to Maine. Yeah. Maine would have been the only other one. I considered that Maine, but just with the gas, I was like, there's no way I'm driving to Maine this year. Yeah, I'll try it. long. No, Next year, I'm, yeah, I'm going to Vermont next year, so maybe I'll make it to Maine. But that's yeah, pretty awesome. I think you'd like Maine a little bit better than Vermont, honestly, just from some of the people I've talked to. But a lot of those northeastern states are, from what I hear, tough to hunt. And same with the southeast, Mississippi, Louisiana, yeah, Alabama, yeah, tough states. But I mean, you know, to touch on a point that was kind of in the back of my mind, you you guys talked about how when you hunt with other people too, you know, there's a lot of clashing on. What do we do now? And there's a lot of standing there for way too long when you need to just make a decision. Yeah, you have to just react. I feel like that's majority of turkey hunting is reacting to situations and you don't have a whole lot of time to really do it. And I feel like I can't do that as well when I have someone else there. It's like my my thinking is, you know, clouded. Yeah. When I turkey hunt with someone, I really like to basically like if me and Austin go and we've done this, we're going to we went to West Virginia, right? Just the two of us. He's got the shotgun. We both have shotgun, but he's the shooter, right? In my mind, he's the shooter. When that happens, I'm I'm like, you know what? It's on you. You make the decisions from here on out. Whatever you want to do. Whenever you hear a bird, we'll move what you want to move. 
And that's how we kind of avoid that. You know, if you yeah. want me to sit back. That and makes I, sense. I'll, I'll step in whenever you want me to, but I, it's your hunt. Like, it's your – and he would ask me a lot of times during that trip, what do you think? We I'm like, listen, this is your hunt. Let's do what you think. And we killed a bird that day, um, you know, but – with, I'm trying to think what I was where I was going to go with that. I would go back to the whole to, Adam situation like this year. Yeah, that's a good point in it. I mean, it was we were both there, but we were really trying to get him his first out of state bird. Yeah, and I kind of took the lead on that hunt. Sometimes you need to though, right? You know, I mean, it's not saying that he was indecisive or anything, but we had a couple of times where it was like split decision. Right now, we yeah. need to make it. Like yeah. even at one point, we were standing there talking. I was like, dude. We got to move. We're standing here in the open. We got to get out yeah. of here right now or that yeah. bird's going to see us. And we did it. We made a move. And Charles was like, dude, we got to cross the creek. We got to get up here. We did that next. Boom. Right in the right spot at the right time. Yep. It was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That, that actually reminded me what I was where I was going with that. So it, it comes down to a point where instincts, <clears throat> instincts have to take over. Mm-hmm. And I was going to ask you, are you at that point now with your turkey hunting experience where when you're out there it almost seems like it just comes to you natural like you react without having to think about it like what call to make or what move to make based on the situation and it's it's actually funny how it happens sometimes with me when i'm hunting it's just like it happens and i don't i didn't even realize i did it or why i did it but i just reacted i think it's just years of making mistakes yeah that's just how you learn you know what i mean right with everything and if you pay attention to that and you want to get better, well, if you want to get better, you will pay attention to that and you won't want to make the same mistakes. And I think, yeah, I think that that's what it is. And then you just, it's just second, second nature. You just react to the situations. Cause I feel like woodsmanship and you know, that's probably the biggest thing in my opinion, at least with turkey hunting. I mean, calling is obviously important cause you don't call the bird. You're going to have a hard time, you know, harvesting them. But I think, woodsmanship knowing the lay of the land and how to set up on a bird are the most important things and how to use topography um to to work a bird are the biggest things i'd say almost more than like even calling in like your setup yeah exactly more than anything mm-hmm. because you can sound like a like a half-ass caller and calling a bird yeah but your exactly. setup if you're not set right. up right like that's the biggest thing that you learn it on, is the biggest thing getting on birds over and over again mm-hmm. the bird comes in and just boogies off what did I do? Yeah. And it's always, you got to ask yourself what happened, what went wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And analyze it and think it through. Oh, well, this is what happened. Like, you know, I remember when I was younger and I was turkey hunting, I saw a bird in the tree. I could see him in the tree and it was still early in the season. There wasn't a lot of foliage and I'm calling to him and he stayed up on a limb for 45 minutes after daylight. And I'm like, well, why is he up on a limb? And then he flew down and went the opposite way. I was like, well, he can see the tree that I'm sitting at the base of. He knows there's not a turkey in the tree. He can see it. Do you know what I mean? So he knows something's up and something as simple as that, you know? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that perfect example this season for us, even, you know, there was a time where turkey season in in itself is something where you may only have seconds to react and make a move. It's not, I mean, deer season at certain times, you have to react to situations quickly. But turkey season, a lot of times you're hearing a gobble and you're making game plan. You've got to move fast. Right. It's and, usually predetermined with deer season. You already right. have your set. Exactly. Like right. You've, you're picking out a place. You're going there. You're going to be in that stand and you're just kind of waiting back to react. Right. Right. Turkey season a lot. And it doesn't all, it's not always that way, but that's no. the general uh, turkey season, you know, like this year, it was uh, our buddy Boer and I, and we were on a set where we struck a bird, 
a hen came in, we kind of got stuck and into a, a really, really bad setup. And when that hen left, the two gobblers that were coming in, he had maybe 45 seconds to react. And I made a suggestion to him to crawl past this pine tree that was in front of us that was blocking, I mean, pretty much our entire view of where these birds were coming from. You couldn't shoot through it. It was just like one of them little annoying ass cedars, mm -hmm. right? And we're on a 10 inch wide maple tree and we're barely, we're not hidden. Like he needs to shoot as soon as these birds come in the opening. Yeah. And, you know, he made a judgment that he didn't think he had enough time. I made a judgment. I thought he had enough time to crawl under. Plus I already knew going around that tree that there was a log laying down that would have covered him if he had crawled, mm -hmm. that the birds wouldn't see him, even if they were closing in the distance. He didn't move. Birds popped out literally 12 yards behind that tree yep. wide open two of them we didn't get those birds now that's a scenario like you mentioned where when you have two people two mindsets one person's gonna think of it differently than the other and he's a very experienced very good turkey hunter it's just that he had a different mindset than what i had at that time on aggression yeah. and he was okay if those birds came in there and he right. didn't get a shot me, I, I tend to get really freaking aggressive when yeah. it comes to turkey. You can hunting. get away with a lot on turkeys more than people realize. You know, yeah, yeah. you don't just have to sit there all day against a tree. You know, right. there's you can get a, you can make a move on them if you use the terrain to your advantage. True, and mm -hmm. you react. But like you're saying, if you're sitting there milling it over, and you don't just you know you don't have a whole lot of time. How many times I've messed up where I'm like, just like you're saying, I can think of an example where I knew I had to get to the opposite side of a logging road. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I need to get to that tree. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, he's, he's on the ground. He's going to see me. I need to get to that tree. I didn't move. And, you know, that was the end of the hunt. Ten seconds later, I didn't get a shot at him and he walked off. Right. So you don't have a lot of time to react in turkey yeah. hunting. Yeah. You really don't. And, and in my opinion, you know, the way I hunt them and how aggressively I hunt them, I don't mind if I do end up blowing that turkey off if I know I'm making the right move. You know, if I have to get aggressive yeah, to you're going to blow it out place, sometimes. Yeah, it happens. I mean... But otherwise, and if you don't, you typically kill the bird. But if you, I mean, I'm saying if you go make that move and don't blow them out, you typically kill that bird. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. but if you sit back and you mill, like you're saying, you mill it over and you think about it, I, I get stuck doing that sometimes too. There's a time for both. Like here's a, mm -hmm. a good example. And like, this is a, I made this mistake a few years ago and I remembered it this year when I was in the same situation, thought I played it off good, still didn't work. <laughs> But patience is a big part of turkey hunting, too. And it's a fine line. You have to be patient, but you have to be aggressive, if that makes any sense at all. And it's a, it's a really fine line and gray area. But yeah. I played cat and mouse with a bird where, you know, I heard a bird this year. And I knew over that hill, it was in West Virginia, it was super thick. It was super, super thick. And I could hear him gobbling down there. I'm calling to him. He's gobbling. And I'm like, okay. What I've done in the past is I'll go rush to that turkey and he's going to come right up this hill and then I'm going to be down there. So I'm like, I'll sit tight. I sat there for like 40 minutes and then I'm like, I'm just going to, he's going to sneak in on me or he's going to gobble again the same location because he doesn't want to come through that thicket. He hit it. He was in the same spot. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to make my move. I, now this is just bad luck. I thought I played that out well, but what happened was what I just said, I went down the hill set up and he came up to the hill 
<laughs> and I'm like, okay, I thought I learned my lesson a few years ago. Me and my brother were, were at a state park, and we went through hell to get to this turkey. And as soon as we hit it, he was right where we were just at, you know, 400 yards away. But that's just the way it goes sometimes. And then, you know, you just you make the best decision you can, but it doesn't always play out. Now, if I could make that same decision, you know, three other times, it might work. But that one time it didn't work. So that's that's turkey yeah. hunting. But yeah, yeah, not every single bird will react exactly the same no, as the last. No, no, they won't. Yeah, situationally, you can kind of get a gauge just from being in that position. Yeah, you know what I mean. But no, there's always you know some undetermined factor. You're never that's just hunting. You're, yeah. You're, and really, there's a lot of different factors, too, that come into play. I mean, you have weather, you have other hunters. Predators. You have predators that could could come in and make a play. You could have yeah. the, the freaking shutoff time, like Joe and I in Virginia the one year. I mean, the cutoff time was noon or 1 o'clock, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, we're running down to the to the wire, and we got two birds that are gobbling just, just you right know. Right in the uh, other side of this thicket. Yeah, yeah, just out of view on the other side. And we try to make an aggressive move, and... Guess what? The bird shut up and probably saw us moving or just let. I mean, we, we saw them come in a couple times, try to check out our, our scenario, and, and they couldn't see our decoys down in this little valley. Mm-hmm. But, you know, at that point, we made moves based on the fact that we only had a half an hour yeah. of, of yeah. hunting time That's a different left. ball game. We're yeah. more aggressive. Yeah. 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 Yep. So it, it's a number, a multitude of things that play a factor, and it's fun to have kind of a, a trick up your sleeve for every scenario you know or learning new oh, things yeah. Always, yeah always learning something every year yeah. i mean it's if you stop learning you'll stop growing you'll stop progressing you All know right. what i mean now out of the out of the hard-hitting turkey tactic talk because austin's falling asleep over there <laughs> i'm making an instagram I'm story right I'm now i'm kidding i'm kidding this. um <laughs> <laughs> i want to talk some fun stuff so we mentioned five states last year, six turkeys killed. Um, you know, you first got into hunting and out-of-state hunting and what that experience was for you, and I kind of did the same years mm-hmm. ago. First started doing it, and it's been like, wow, I can go hunt turkeys elsewhere and have new adventures, new areas. And have a longer season. It, yeah, and it's Start somewhere in March or early April compared it, to waiting until, you know. A, such a fun thing to do, man. Yeah. Um, I want to know, like, what your travel looks like i mean where when you travel out of state are you staying at a campground are you sleeping out of your truck i mean what is what does that kind of look like this year um i had some places to stay i did stay at a campground in tennessee um just popped up a tent on the campground and i took my cot and cooked on the back of my tailgate in my truck and that was pretty much it i mean i do like enjoy, i enjoy that more you know, then staying in some hotel, if I can, mm-hmm. I'd rather sleep outside. One oh, is cheaper definitely. and two, it just feels, you know, more comfortable outside. I love being in nature. Um, I haven't slept in a vehicle yet, but next year I definitely will be doing that because I'm planning on going the second week of April. I'm going to hit, I'm taking like nine days off and I'm going to hunt Montana. I'm going to fly in the Bozeman, hunt Montana, drive, from, get a rental car, drive from there to Wyoming and South Dakota and hunt the Black Hills. So I'm going to hunt three states in like nine days, and I'll definitely be either getting one of those like emu tents, I think that's what they're called, or the hammocks, or I'm just going to be sleeping out of a rental, get one big enough to sleep out of. 
um, because idea. I'm not paying for a motel for nine days and wow. spending an extra grand no. on on that. So I'm gonna probably be a zombie, but you know, it'll be something to talk about down the road. Oh, you know, we're gonna want to hear about it. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Now with flying and stuff though, too. I mean, that's gonna create a whole new issue with you know getting your turkey back, getting your meat back, anything like that. Nope. What do you got planned? Well, my Osceola, I flew it home in my check bag, my turkey breast. <laughs> really? I had them frozen. I've had the cape frozen. I caped the turkey out when I was there. And uh, Tanner, I took it to Tanner Burns. I don't know if he had full, full draw taxidermy. I don't know if he completed the USC. As of now, I think, unless someone beat him, he was the youngest to complete the US Super Slam. He's from oh, yeah. Buckhannon, West Virginia. He's friends with uh, Dave Owens and Kenny Mount, who uh, Dave hunts with. Um, anyway, he's got a video on YouTube. You can check out how to fly uh, with your turkey. It's him and Dave Owens did it together. So I basically just mirrored that, and I took my turkey to him um, down in West Virginia, but just caped it out, uh, wrapped it up in a garbage bag, and um, put painter's tape around it, froze it. I put that tur- I put the cape in my uh, check bag, and yeah, I put the meat in the check bag too. I mean, it was frozen solid. The flight was like three hours. It was as hard as a rock when I got home. It was fine. It's, it's a little thing. easier. Another advantage of just traveling and hunting turkeys. Obviously, it's not that simple if you're going to hunt a deer or elk or mm-hmm. something, you know, whitetail, something like that. But with a turkey, you just freeze it if you can and throw it in the bag and fly home with the turkey. If they stop you, what are they going to do? They just think you're crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, you I, which I am. Like some so. sweaters, right, or something like that. I wrapped it up right. in this sweater that I'm wearing right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wrapped it up in that and. Throw it in that bag. Thought I saw a feather or two this on that. This is either a uh, bomb or a dead bird. Yeah. <laughs> Let's check this out. It was actually funny. It was like, you're talking about a feather. It was like halfway through turkey season. I'm like, you know, spent everything. I'm, I'm hunted so many days. I'm cutting my grass. And this turkey feather just all of a sudden comes flying into my, right in front of my lawnmower as I'm cutting the grass. I'm like, where the hell did this come from? Like, <laughs> there's just been so many turkeys. There's just, there's just, there's just feathers everywhere just around my house. The wind's just blowing around, I guess. <laughs> I took a picture of it. It's hilarious. It's just my lawnmower and there's a beautiful turkey feather just sitting right in front of it on the grass <laughs> in a residential neighborhood. So it didn't come off of a bird. You know what I mean? It came off one that I'd brought home and skinned out. Yeah. Hey, so, dude. So you uh, you caped it though? Are you doing a full body mount that also? I don't have any turkeys mounted. This is the first one I'm getting mounted. Yeah, just because the hunt was so awesome. Um, yeah, uh, Tanner's gonna do a full body mount. It's like walking and gobbling um, with the wings tucked back, and it's gonna be on a pedestal. That is sweet. Yeah. It's really so, cool. And the Osceolas are beautiful birds. And Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you hunted with somebody gorgeous. on that one, right? You hunted yeah, with yeah. somebody else? Well, what I have they were filming I, it, right? Yeah, he filmed it. I can send you guys a video. I leased the property, and there was a guy that was basically like running some cameras and scouting for me and stuff down there. So when I got there, he could kind of point me in the right direction. And he came with me the first day just to kind of get me the feel for the lay of the land. And... What's going on here? That's no, my Keep going. Yeah, he likes it. Oh, okay. He likes it. It's my um, <laughs> Just to kind of give me, you know, feel for the lay of the land. And I, I don't really, like I said, I don't really like hunting with people. So I told them, like, you know, they're like, well, we'll hunt with you every day if you want. I'm like, no, just kind of t- get me in and through the dark my first day. And then I'll be good after that for the rest of the days. Well, it just turns out I was there for an hour and shot him right off the roost. <laughs> so that was another, I think, let's see, Florida, Tennessee, and Pennsylvania. My first three hunts, I shot 
birds on opening day. I was like, this is just like ridiculous. Like, this is never going to happen again. Like no. this, <laughs> this is, and I know that seasons, it's not, I'm not man. saying it's skill. It's a lot of it as luck <laughs> that will not happen again, but more than likely you saw a panther in Florida. I did. I, I, was I believe I'm a hundred percent convinced. I saw a panther and the guy with me told me I was lying. Cause I hunted public land. Let me put it this way. After I 100% I shot that. believe you. Yeah. Because I saw a mountain lion in Ohio one time. <laughs> no, no, no. no this is, I'm serious. That I know what I saw. This is in. I saw a mountain lion in Ohio one time. Probably did. I was driving I home you. from my buddy's house, and I saw it, and I couldn't believe that it had even happened. I knew. I know what I'm looking at. Probably one I of told the ones that escaped from the zoo. Well, I'm getting to this. I told my dad. He was like, you are like smoking crack or something. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, I swear. I know what it was. He was like, Makes you shot you take deer. a piss fest the next day. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> And I'm not even kidding. A week later, on the freaking news, Medina, Ohio, mountain lion spotted. I mean, You're like, I told so you I'm not crazy. Words, <laughs> in my life. How about but, that, Dad? You're like that crazy local that, you know, <laughs> always saying they saw Bigfoot or something. Yeah. Exactly. But what I'm what saying is. No, that's just Lenny. I believe you. He drinks too much. <laughs> he drinks too much. You got Carl over here. I mean, come on now. Carl. <laughs> Joe Headland, a.k.a. Carl, <laughs> for all the Cracker Plant uh, listeners. So, so he calls you Continue. the nickname on of my, my, uh, my stuffed yeah. coyote, Carl. Is that why? His stuffed coyote looked like he got no. raped and like it did get his raped. face got ripped Don't talk off. about yeah. it. He's it kind of looks like uh, Don't make chain, rape jokes uh, on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, this is going to have to get edited out. Yeah, right? You can't make rape jokes no, that's on not, podcast. That's you can't not make cool. rape jokes? Me too. Not cool. It's not cool. It's never cool. <laughs> We're going to send Joe to sensitivity training for the podcast. <laughs> Joe Headland, by the way. It's not, not me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Rape is Damn not it. okay. <laughs> I'm so not I'm a raper. Just... I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, the panther. So... Tell us about the panther. Dude, I don't. Please it was God. so quick though. Like I don't even really have some epic story for you. I wish I did. I thought it was a turkey. It was so far off, and it was just black. So it was jet black in the middle of a wide open. I'm like, oh, that's a bird. So I hunker down, and like, I I didn't have my binoculars on me at the time, which was a mistake. And anyway, they keep coming closer and closer. I'm like, what is that? Like this, I've never seen an animal that looks like that. Obviously, I'm in Southern Florida, so I'm like, yeah, I don't know. It could be just you know, it's obviously going to be new to me jungle so once it got closer first then i thought it was i'm like oh it's a hog it's probably a hog then i got closer and i could see the ears and i'm like that looks like a cat but that is that's a big cat and it's black and there was two of them and then as soon as they saw me boom they bolted into the uh the swamp which was brutal and uh i went back and i told those guys i was like that's what i saw and they're like no there's no way i'm like oh i did and then we started looking on google and i was like it's rare really rare but yeah, they were like, "Well, yeah, this is the description you're giving us." So I don't know. People Call Steve Ranella right now. No, that dude will believe you. They exist. <laughs> they exist. No comment. No. Definitely, <laughs> definitely wasn't a black bear. No, I mean you can tell the pretty distinct difference no. between how oh, a bear no, moves no, and no. a cat. It was moves a cat, hundred percent. It was some. Else. Even if it wasn't a black panther, and I'm just completely wrong, it was a hundred percent some kind of cat. What but kind of cat are bigger. you talking about, though? Like, was it a house cat? Did it come no, from it was the obviously bottom? bigger. It was. There's not black. What black bobcats? Totally come black it was bigger than a. What unless the, it was bigger than a bobcat. There have been reported sightings, confirmed sightings for the longest time. It's been the black panther of Florida. And what I mean, what's not to believe? 
Oh well, yeah, no, they they definitely exist. Yeah, I mean, dudes are just like no especially in like a, a crazy swamp like that. That's probably oh, yeah, where I mean, they it are was, living. It was vast and it was nasty. I yeah, mean, I saw the biggest spider of my do, life. Do there. It was like right in front of my face. Almost walked into it. Like something it was on a Jumanji. giant fisher. Cat. <laughs> I'm out. It was a giant fisher. They must have released them to eat all the the pythons in Florida. That's what I'm going with. Probably. Yeah, those things are nasty. Yeah, I mean, we saw a fisher cat right here. We sure did. Uh, Shannick. We sure did. My fisher buddy, cat. I didn't think they were even down this far. I didn't either. Yeah. My buddy trapped one up in McKean County. It was actually really cool, and he got he got it mounted. It had uh, porcupine uh, barbs in his chest. Hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. That's what they're here for. My brother has one. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very cool. Pretty neat. Damn. Right, so I believe your panther story. I did. Oh, thank you, Joe. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I believe that. I appreciate yeah. that. Listen, when that I, was when my I friendship went that. to a different level. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I run into people that know what they're talking about, I'm going to believe them. If Austin told tells me he saw a fucking mountain lion, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna believe you. You know okay. what I mean? Like, a thousand percent. Went, I went a different direction here. I thought you were gonna say you don't you don't believe him. No. <laughs> if if my newest friend Joe here, who loves turkeys, tells me he saw a panther. In in Southern Florida, where they exist, I'm going to believe you. You know, especially just next like, to like a crazy swamp. Yeah, yeah. like I said. It, oh, we had to take an yeah. uh, had to take, take an airboat. That's like to get if in you there. saw Bigfoot way back in yeah. Tennessee. Well, <laughs> I don't know anybody that has a true Bigfoot sighting. Yeah, other than myself. Really? But you got no. one. All right. So let's let's get a story out of this man then. Because we're talking a lot about this Florida and this whole experience. It seems like that was your favorite hunt of last year. Mm. I mean, this no. is this is your I mean, it was, hunted. it was, but it, but it wasn't, was kind of short. It was short. Is that why? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, yeah exactly. But okay. it was, it was epic. I mean, it was beautiful down there. I mean, the span, I don't know if you guys ever seen, saw like the Spanish moss that's mm-hmm. on the oh, trees yeah. down there and yep. like the live oaks. I took a bunch of that back in a bag and. Originally, I was going to get my bird mounted on a limb, and I was like, oh, this will be sweet. I can hang it off the limb. It'll be really cool. But the way the hunt went down and the way he just came walking right in, gobbling hard right in my face, I'm like, I just got to get him mounted like that. Because every time I think of that bird, that's how I think of him, not on the limb. And everybody has a turkey mounted on a limb. I just want to get something different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want to get a mount that kind of tries to resemble the hunt. That's just how I remember them. So that's how I'm going to I do time. that with all I my deer, too. Yeah. yeah. Every deer, I'm like, this is how I remember him, or this is the way he was facing. Yeah. There's always a memory, and you just try to mimic that best you can yeah. with your mount, because you're going to see it for the rest of your yeah. life. Yeah. Like, last sure. year, I had uh, my buck come in, and he's, like, mouth's open. He's, like, panting like a fucking maniac. He's like, so I was like, I'm going to do. <laughs> that sounded like kind of like a turkey gobble a little bit. Yeah. Know, Maybe sure. in your ears, but <laughs> my ears just sound like a maniac coming in painting. <laughs> but uh, a maniac. He, so, yeah, I'm going to do an open mouth, which is a little bit oh, that's risky. A bold, that's a bold strategy. Cotton. It's risky. Let's see if it pays off But I believe in my taxidermist enough that I believe he's yeah. going to do an amazing job no, he, on it. He absolutely he will. will do an amazing job. Um, two things that definitely... I am like on the fence about is an open mouth deer and a gobbling turkey because you have to have a very good taxidermist mm-hmm. to really make mm-hmm. that work. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Those two things really, really scare me. You, um, you guys will have to, I'll um, check out the uh, full draw taxidermy. I think it's Tanner Burns on Instagram, just under his name. Pretty sure uh, I know no, exactly who you're talking about. I think about. it is full, under full draw taxidermy. Yeah. yeah. His work's amazing. It, it's, he's, well, 
The reason really it scares Charles is because he has Carl on his wall. No, it is <laughs> not. Carl is pretty bad. No, we all, have a, we all have a Carl. Yeah. <laughs> you have a Carl. Oh, I got a Carl. <laughs> you got a Carl. Carl. It has not Did the one have his antlers on backwards? Did the one have his antlers on backwards or something you were Bra- saying? Backwards? Did he have his antlers on backwards? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Did he? Somebody no, said, didn't they? No. Or, Matt? Matt? And Bean, our buddy Beans, when we went to Colorado for a mule deer hunt, they took their their deer to this taxidermist that's been in like done all of our buddy Beans' family for like ever. And I've tried to convince him that that's not the place to go, but he's hell bent on it and he likes the price. So whatever he wants to do. So anyway, they get their, uh, about to call them birds, they got their mule deer back. And um, I'm looking at them. And I'm looking at the pictures, and one of them had a distinct mark on the nose, but it was Matt's buck, but the cape was on Beans' deer. (laughs) And I'm like, do I, this is Matt's first deer. And I'm like, do I say something to him or no? Probably. And so I made the decision to tell them. (laughs) So I told them both. (laughs) Just to prove the point. Somebody did tell me that some some tax service is so terrible they put like literally antlers on backwards or something crazy. Story. Have that's you ever Sam gone story. on yeah. the interwebs and looked at bad tax that are yeah. it's, it's pretty it's it's pretty ridiculous. It is bad. It, it's it's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So go ahead, Charles. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't remember where we got to this. Me? I was just thinking the whole time. You were like, saying how awesome the hunt was and everything and how short it was, but it was. Uh, I mean, it was. Yeah, it was really awesome. beautiful. I mean, definitely go I feel like there you're if you want. Trying to drag a story out of them. I, I don't want to. I don't want to go there if it was. If it was that short, and you're kind of like you were kind of hesitant there. I saw you shaking your head a little bit. It's, I want to hear just your really favorite short. turkey yeah. hunt from last year. I also want to warn you that be careful with the Spanish moss. Like you can get chiggers really bad in Spanish moss. By the way, so. Mm. Yeah, you gotta be careful. With Did that not stuff. know that for real. Yeah, yeah, that's really bad stuff. Well, you should wipe your butt with probably it. Probably just throw it away then, or yeah. I'll just mail it to you. Yeah, if you want it. <laughs> I don't know. I I definitely don't <laughs> want it. I I never have dealt with them, but I know I've talked to a lot of southern guys, and it is bad. bad what is bad. that? Okay, well, it's it, just in it's, a Ziploc bag right it's now. It's basically a bug best to stay that there. will it'll bite, and I mean they will just get into basically your skin and and chew you up, and you will burn and itch like nothing you've ever imagined in your life. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're bad. They're bad, bad. Like the more, you know, the more, you know, yeah. And Spanish moss is like the number one thing that contains. And that's why Mm. when you, when you said you picked some, I was like, I sound like a real idiot. You feel a little itchy. No, you're good. Edit that out. (laughs) We're not editing anything. That's (laughs) fine. We're going to do it live. (laughs) I'm just messing with you. Yeah. We're actually streaming this right now. I don't know if you knew. (laughs) <laughs> I'm waving for you, you but, uh, those who can't see me. Little camera on Austin's oh. thing. Yeah, totally. So you want <laughs> you want a crazy story from this year? I want to yeah. hear your favorite story. No, I want the year. crazy story first. The crazy one's I probably time for two. my favorite one because a lot of them were just quick. I mean, not that that's a bad thing, but a lot of them were just really quick and short this year. And I was just like, this is so weird. I'm used to like bleeding and scratching and clawing just to kill a turkey. And I'm just like in the woods for a couple hours and it just happened. It's just the way it happened this year for a a few of them. This one, not so much. So, um, I took, I decided to take half a day off of work the morning. I'm like, I'm going to go hunt the morning and I'm going to go to work by, I think it was 11 o'clock that I had to be in the work. Solid so, move. Yeah. 
I think you remember this. I don't know if you do or not. I, so I took the morning off and I, I was trying to kill my West Virginia bird. Went there. It was just a dead morning. There was nothing there. I went to the spot that I had previously hunted and had that running with that bird that kept giving me the slip I told you about. Nothing was home. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm 25 minutes, 20 minutes from the PA line. I'm going to go to my spot in PA they always hunt. So I'm on my way there. And as I'm driving up the road, I have a farm to the left that I can hunt, which I, I haven't hunted for a while. And as I'm driving up the hill, there's three toms strutting in the field right there. I can see him from the road. They're like 70 yards in his field. So he's got a big barn. I turn into his driveway park, knock on the door. Nobody's home, but I'm friends with this guy. Like I know him personally. So I'm like, okay, like he's, it's not going to be a big deal. You know, it's been a year or two since I've hunted there, but we still text. We're still friends. So I'm like, I grab my gun. I take, uh, at my phone in my pocket, I guess just from being in my truck, take my gun and a couple of shells and didn't even take a call. Didn't even take my vest. I'm like, I'm just belly crawling to these birds. So get out of the truck, start working to the fence line, crawl under the fence. I'm crawling under the electric fence. The grass was like three feet high. So I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm just going to literally just belly crawl, try to get in position on these birds. I probably was maybe 60 yards, if that, probably not even that far, through the fence. And I hear this dog barking behind me. Turns out somebody was home. It was his girlfriend who hasn't saw me for like three years. She just sees some man laying in her field with a shotgun <laughs> crawling. And she's like, kind of gets startled and turns around and goes inside the house. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll deal with this later. So I keep crawling after these birds. <laughs> and I get closer, 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 hiding behind this tractor, this and that. They go over the hill. I'm like, oh, my God. I probably belly crawled about 180 yards. I was completely <laughs> exhausted. Army crawled. Like, you don't realize how it's, exhausting it's that I was really soaking <laughs> wet, completely soaking wet because it was the morning and the, there was dew all over the grass. I'm soaking wet. I get up, or I'm crawling. I get to the edge of the hill, and there's toms that are standing there. They pop their head up. I just rise up, shoot, and kill the bird. So now I get up, and now I realize that my cell phone had fell out of my pocket while I was army crawling through this grass field for the last 150 yards or whatever. Yeah. Cell phone's gone, and now I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on? So now... I got to go to the house and get his girlfriend and say, Hey, is there any way that you can call my you phone? You can t let me have your cell phone for a couple minutes so I can carry it around and call my phone in the field. And she remembered me then. She was like, It's okay. Like, you know, you startled me a little bit, but it's okay. We're all good. You're Joe. I'm like, Yeah, I'm Joe. So, <laughs> she called the National Guard on you. Yeah, she called. <laughs> yeah. So get, grab her phone, go walking through the the field trying to find my phone. I have to be at work in like, you know, an hour. If that find my phone took, didn't take that long. Somehow the ringer must've got turned back on while I was crawling. It was just a miracle because it was always off when I'm hunting and the volumes all the way down, but it was turned on. I don't know how I found it. Went home, hurry up, skin the bird out and went to work. And I was just had a pounding headache and was completely exhausted and was useless <laughs> for the remaining four hours, five hours of the day. <laughs> but Dude, 
<clears throat> all I can it, think it's about unethical. I mean, it's, it's not your like typical turkey hunt. Like, oh, which call do you use to call them in? It's like, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, don't always, that don't always happen that way. Yeah, use the army crawl. That was yeah. pure. He used like, the Joe effort. shuffle. It was pure. I was completely exhausted. I shouldn't have went to work. I was useless. Yeah, I know the feeling on that one. All I could think about, though, that whole time, like you're crawling through. I know you were soaking wet from all the dew and stuff, but all that high grass, I was like, how many freaking ticks, ticks? did he have? <laughs> yeah, I was re- really relying on the permethrin at that point <laughs> pretty well. You, you know what's crazy? I honestly? get so heebie-jeebie from ticks. I just hate them yeah, so bad. Like, when I'm turkey hunting... I don't get nearly the number of ticks on me that I do when I'm deer hunting. Bro, the, the amount of times I've been bitten close. by ticks have all been during turkey season. Really? Yeah. yeah. I mean, actually bitten by them. It's probably because I actually put my clothes out and spray it down during turkey season. But I don't, maybe also because I'm going to more deery areas when I'm deer hunting less open areas. You know, when you're turkey hunting, especially field turkeys, you know, you're in more open areas Typically shorter grass where there just aren't ticks. Yeah, I guess so. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's a real science or not, but I know that I've... It sounded good. Yeah, I've been around (laughs) doing deer things. I get way more ticks on me. Like, it's not even close. Okay. I don't know. I had the most amount of ticks in me when we went and scouted the day before, first day, a couple years back. I went home. I had three ticks embedded in one leg. That's pretty bad. Scouted for yeah. what? We were we were checking out different public land for turkey, trying to put them to bed. Oh. Uh, I think it was me, you, and Bird. Okay, I believe I, you. I've got the most takes from turkey. Terrible, too, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm on the ground all the time or what. But That's what I mean. Like I crawl on the ground. I yeah. go through some of the craziest stuff when I'm turkey hunting. And I wear permethrin. Shit, the one year I got yeah. bit, everything was permethrin. Everything. I took my. You glove still get them on you when you use it. No, not typically. But I don't either. No, ever no. since I started using it, it I've really got helps. Got one inside the waistband somehow. And I don't know how. The one year I took my glove off and I was sitting there texting, and literally I went to put my glove on, and there was a tick on my hand already buried in my hand. I was like, "This is ridiculous." The <laughs> only thing that's not covered in right now has a tick on it. Yep, it was crazy. Like it was... they're relentless. <laughs> I hate them. I, I had an army crawl way. like over a hundred yards at one time out in Oklahoma for those birds. That's and you tough, and Sam man. were sitting on them, and I almost just gave up. Yeah, I was there too. <laughs> like I was most of the time, wasn't even an army crawl breath. because I was so sick of army crawling that I just started like just hands and knees, and I was still so exhausted that I almost just let. Uh, G off, go ahead of me and just kill the bird. So I was almost just like, dude, you you go. I don't even care anymore. <laughs> well, first off, we we jogged like a mile. I jogged like a mile up just to get to you, and then I started army crawling up, army crawling up, and I came up. And I thought Sam's hat was the turkey. That Joe almost killed us. <laughs> yes. I didn't. I. I did not almost kill you. Yeah, that's fully. not the story I'm hearing. <laughs> but I did lift up because I thought Sam was the turkey, and then I, I pull up and I look. I'm like, that's Sam. That's scary. That's Sam. Yeah. He's looking right at me. He, he but his hat. He had like one of these like like binos. that crazy colored hat. Yeah, it looked like almost like the like turkey, a, but like we a moony hat or something. Or yeah, it was. and I was like down in the ground, and I'm, all I could see was that. And the way they were explaining it, I thought Sam was where the turkey was, and I thought they were back in the wood line, but they were actually, like, behind a couple bushes out from the wood line. Mm -hmm. And 
as soon as I stood up, I was like, oh, shit, that's Sam. <laughs> and I had to get back down real quick because I was like, I was I was almost like ready to shoot at a turkey, you know? He, <laughs> I was giving myself us. up. Yeah. He was almost ready to shoot I was at almost us. ready to shoot Sam. <laughs> With but... three-inch number fives. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. I, I mean, didn't good pull day. the trigger. You're fine. <laughs> Are you dead, though? <laughs> but did you die? Did you die? <laughs> but did you die? <laughs> almost. Apparently. I didn't even know it because right in front of Sam wasn't me. <laughs> Listen, guys. I just want to put out a public service announcement right now. Use your binos. Know your target. Don't shoot people. It's bad. Don't aim loaded shotguns <laughs> yeah. at you. Yeah, we're not looking too good right now. <laughs> I'm not even aiming at you. So, Just saying, I came up. I was, like, gonna get edited out. I was like, oh, I give up. <laughs> got up. As soon as I stood up, I was like, fuck Sam. Just got back down. And then I army crawled some more, and it sucked a lot. It is exhausting. By the time I actually pulled my gun up to shoot, I was like shaky. Like it, it had to take yeah. an extra couple seconds to really like imagine. zero in. Yeah. Yeah. That's a long ways to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, how how often do you do something like that? that's a workout itself? Oh, muscles yeah. you don't use all the time. No. I mean, that's just crazy. I did that one time because I didn't not, have binoculars, and I saw a couple turkeys on the field, and we army crawled. Me and Ferletto army crawled probably at least 100, 120 yards through water and puddles, and it, it just rained. We get all the way up there, and it was two hens. Was it uphill? <laughs> was it uphill both ways? Just no, no, but they were two hens. Yeah, you know how mad I was when we got no, up there. I can't imagine. Also couldn't find my so, gunsling. I took, lose a few I took things. It. I lost my gunsling and my chapstick, which is very precious to me. <laughs> and my, my chapstick. You didn't have chapstick. You didn't have your fire chapstick. Over here, I'm doing the aggressive point again. That <laughs> kid, you, you like refuse to use a sling on a gun. It like drives me uh, crazy. I don't like to use a sling. I, I take them off typically when I set up. I can't help it. I I'll, just need I'll, one. I'll wear, wear one when I'm think, you know, walking through the woods, but I'll take it off when I'm setting up. Think about West Virginia when we were walking and that bird flushed and flew away. Who had the shot on him and who didn't? I had a shot on him. Who shot? I didn't shoot because I'm not <laughs> shooting a flying turkey. No, That's just me. I know. That's my personal thing. I we wouldn't have shot that bird either. But you couldn't have because you had your gun on a sling. I could have. I was up ready to go. We were if, so close. I could have I taken it off my shoulder that and bird was smacked bad. it like <laughs> a freaking baseball, dude. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You could have. But I don't know. I've, I've I had a sling on once uh, when I was deer hunting, and I went to go hang out with our brother Russ um jumped up grabbed my gun threw it over my shoulder took about 10 steps heard something crash behind me turned around I was face to face with a doe at like uh eight yards and she's standing there looking at me and let me tell you I did the best gunsling that you would have ever seen in your entire life <laughs> you know I grabbed the bottom of that sling you know you like and yeah whip it the around. gun all the way oh, around yeah. right up to my shoulder and missed that deer all five shots as it ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know what happened after that? I, I missed all five shots, and I looked up, and then there was the first buck ever, the little four-point standing right on the hill the whole time watching everything go down, aimed at him, and it went click. And then you know what, what Joseph over here did? He what went, I do? He went to go run over my area and slipped and fell and put oh, his gun in. Oh, that's when the... dad bitched me out and, like, changed my whole life. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you went to go wow. jump over a little ditch. I, and... My gun didn't even hit the ground, but dad, oh, wow. I ran over, and I don't even know if I put a shot off. He started yelling at me. Wow, that was, like, a life-changing moment for me. He's screaming at me. This isn't fucking Mario. Blah, blah, blah. This and that. Kid screaming at me. He's like, you don't run around. Mario carries a gun around? 
<laughs> no, you're just saying it's not a game. You know, Mario's a game. Yeah. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. He's just referencing the only game he's probably ever yeah. known. Because yeah, he's old. <laughs> no, nah, he is pretty much saying, like, don't don't screw around. You know, this isn't a game. You know, you seriously get hurt. I mean, if your gun would have went in the mud and then you would have shot, the gun would have exploded and, you know, probably yeah. have been bad news bears for you. Yeah. It's have another you ever old seen person Bugs reference. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah the... That's a good you memory. Let me have it. That was a good memory. Those were the days. But that's ever since then, you know, I honestly had a sling for a long time after that. And I just lost it, to be honest with you. So none of my guns are ready for them. And I screw slings. I will get one for turkey season, though, because I. Although, I'll tell you what, dude, carrying that gun around a lot, my triceps look good at the end of turkey <laughs> season. You know what I mean? Well, I, mean I ain't gonna lie. I to like you. to keep it on. I mean, I'm like you, I most of the time I, I kind of keep it carried walking you yeah. know what i mean but um do you like the option of putting it on your shoulder i do so that's what i'll do but then when it's you know go time and i'm setting up and i know i gotta make a move i just got one of those claw slings i just take it off real quick slip in the back of my vest dude the quake claws are so yeah. nice yeah in all reality though i already have 42 things slung over each shoulder when i'm turkey hunting for some reason I, it's ridiculous so i don't need one more thing slung over my shoulder yeah well you do you boo boo yeah i'm gonna have one next year yeah <laughs> I'm going to make my own. There you go. Out of the Cobra Weave. <laughs> the Cobra Weave. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like it. All right, Joe. So with all the traveling you did last year, I mean, you killed six birds in five different states. You got to have at least one story, one good, meaningful story that's near and dear to your heart as your best experience of the year. Yeah, I think the one that sticks out to me the most is... um like I'd mentioned earlier, my uncle's been turkey hunting for a very long time, and he had sent me um, his 1187 uh, Remington that he's carried for the last 20-plus years um, and gifted that to me right at the end of the season when my season was and what I had thought was over. And I was like, man, I just have to stare at this thing for a whole year. Like, this just this is not going to happen. So then I started looking and finding what seasons were still open. Like we had talked about Maine was, um, you know, 15 hour drive and I wasn't doing that and I didn't have the time to do that. So I saw that Michigan was open. So I uh, bought a reflex site, got a burst fast fire three mounted that sucker, sighted it in and uh, hit the road after a wedding that I was in and uh, drove eight hours um, the day after this wedding that had been up late, pretty late the night before hit the road, got there. I was in the woods for maybe about two hours and, shot a good three-year-old bird with that gun which uh that was a really cool hunt it was a, a cool bird he had a lot of character he had beard rot um his one toenail was very deformed and um he's just a wise old bird you could just tell um he kind of snuck in on me um it was very really really windy that day so i was using a uh, a slate call um to reach out there to cut through the wind a little bit and i had thought i had heard a few faint gobbles, but really far off. So I just sat tight, you know, waited another 20 minutes, called again. And then he ripped one probably about 80 yards behind me. Um, so I turned around the tree, called again, and he hit it again right away. And within a minute, I saw him coming down the field edge and, uh, almost took a shot at him through this window that I had. He ducked his head and tucked down. So I sat back I kind of like got up on my knees because it was like some underbrush when I saw him on the field edge. He was probably like 35 yards away, and I would be aiming uphill. So basically, it was like a dog leg in the field, 
and he was coming around that bend of that. So I just sat back down and had my gun uh, shouldered and he just slowly started creeping around that edge and popped him with that gun. And I was like, you know, because I like, I sighted it in obviously, and I knew it was good, but there was always, because I, I don't like to rush with anything I do. So I've kind of felt like I was rushed a little bit with that just because I tried to squeeze it in, get that gun ready to go. And once I saw him go down, I was like, Oh, thank God. Like <laughs> I never, you know, it's yeah. the first time ever hunting with it. Yeah, you yeah. like, you don't trust it almost, you know <laughs> what I mean? Cause like, but now it's like, you know, I feel like we, we are, we both trust each other a little bit more now, but that just meant a lot to me. Um, to take that bird, the last bird of the season with my uncle's gun that he had, had gifted me. It's very special to me. And that'll be the gun I carry every spring from here on out. What was his reaction to that? After you he couldn't obviously be- sent him a picture. Oh, I FaceTimed them right away. Nice, nice. Yeah, I FaceTimed them, and he was like, I can't believe it. He's like, you got to be kidding me. He's like, how long have you been there? I was like, I've been there for like two hours. <laughs> it was it was an awesome spring. Very blessed. Also, just, you know, I want to thank him for all the years of mentoring me and helping me, always being open to help me. He gave me so much, so many calls and, and, and vests and boots and clothes and everything to just help somebody who's starting out hunting um and just want to thank my family for this year for helping me out when i was gone looking after my pets and my girlfriend for being extremely supportive and um not giving me any grief like she she honestly enjoys seeing me do what i love which is rare and i appreciate that so thank you to all my family thanks for you guys for having me and this has been fun we'll do it again absolutely man joe Hmm. not joey joe where can the good people of the interwebs and the social medias find you? <laughs> I think it's Joe dot Joe period Marcelo underscore 82. I don't, I pay very little attention to that. You're talking to the wrong guy here. Yeah. You really don't <laughs> update your page very much, bud. You I need don't to get better. It's at okay. That. I, I don't you. really care. They're trying to <laughs> creep on you. I want to creep on you a little bit. You know? Joe what, you, what is there to creep Marcelo on? Marcelo be something 82. on there. Inter- yeah. I got it. There you go. There we go. Perfect. I'm not a uh, social media guy. I mean, I post my pictures, but other than that, you got a bunch of game pictures on there. That's yeah. all I'm talking about. That's all I'm talking about. That's where it is. Yep. I want to see it. more. You can, um, I expect the future to carry more game pictures. I, I crept so. on them pretty so, early man. in the friendship. That's, so. that's a little uncomfortable. Making I mean, you got to right know. Now. If you look at a certain person's Instagram a certain way, and you know pretty much what you're getting into, you know? Yeah. It's like pre scouting or, or aerial scouting on a map. Yeah. You're, you're just, you're doing just it you're, vet, you're vetting someone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. All good, man. You don't yeah. have to be in social media. I was just letting them. Yeah, you, know, you have a bunch I of selfies. Know. My girlfriend's going to laugh at that when she hears it because she knows I'm just technologically challenged. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's okay. I wanted to let you have that little spotlight for a second. If your no. girlfriend's still listening at this point, God bless her little heart. Uh, I think she'll drop out by now. <laughs> she, she might <laughs> hang in there. She'll, she'll, she like, might, she'll probably hop in and she's out. She's a fighter. She'll hop in and out. Yeah, She's dedicated. We need her. We need her. We need her to go hit that five-star review at the bottom of her page as well. She can just scroll down while you're listening to this. That'd be great. <laughs> Thank God for Monica. I've never seen the five-star <laughs> review. I don't you know keep scrolling it. all the Way, bud. All the way, yeah. You gotta scroll all the way to the bottom. That's there it awesome. is. It's easy. Other than that, dude, I appreciate you taking time on your night coming up here. Yeah, thanks for listening to me. Telling some stories and hanging out. And yeah, good, this was man. fun. It's nice yeah. meeting you guys, and try to do it again next spring. Excellent. Hopefully, man. have more stories. Hopefully, some more interesting ones that weren't two hour long hunts. <laughs>